Hi everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 97. It's now been 48 weeks, two days since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. And I'm talking to you today on January 7th in the bright new year of 2015. I'm here at my favorite next to top Zen spot in the shade. And for some reason, Wednesday, January 7th, seems to be a very popular day for hiking this trail. So in addition to hearing some of the birds, the water, the breeze, and other outdoor sounds that you may be accustomed to, don't be surprised if you hear a dog or two, some hikers talking, laughing, and people enjoying the great outdoors. Hooray, we all survived the holiday season and are starting 2015 as a fresh page, a new start with songs in our heart. Or are we? Today's show will feature the hopefulness of the new year as well as some of the bumps and bruises that we can experience. After we listen to our inspirational snippet of I'm Letting Go by Josh Woodward, I'll be letting go of my very first thing for 2015. What it will be is a complete mystery to me, so I will be just as surprised as you. But it never fails that when I listen to Josh, something pops forward into my mind. Then a couple of quick thank yous, though to be honest, more will be sprinkled throughout the show today as I have much to be grateful for. After that, I'll feature a great blog I think you'll like to check out by an Instagram buddy of mine, Sarah Nicole Hupp. We'll have Tales from Facebook where I'll welcome a new BC, Mary, find out what Suze is up to and answer a serious question from a listener. We'll go international as I reveal why CompulsiveOverreadingDiary.com got a rush of traffic this morning. Hear from Stacy, the first BC from Israel, to contact us with her thoughts on our holiday show. Speaking of the holiday show, we'll also hear Stephanie from Quebec's comments and learn what my singing teacher, Vicky, thought about our holiday concert. On a more serious note, I have to admit that I tangled with the robot aliens the other day in a pretty serious manner and wrote a blog post about it called Feeling Fat and Other Binge Triggers. I'll share about that situation and the support I received from Dr. Nina Savelle Rocklin, who is a Los Angeles-based psychoanalyst who specializes in weight, food, and body image issues. Remember, I wrote a guest blog post for her. She also runs a secret support group on Facebook for her program, Win the Diet War. Now, secret doesn't mean we're all ashamed. It just means it's not open to the public. So anything that you say there is only open to the group. So I'm only going to talk about what I said and some of her replies to me. But around this whole topic of my binging and the blog I wrote about it, I'll also share snippets of comments from you, the Brave Companions, on that post. I think it's really important that we all share our true ups and downs on our eating journeys because sometimes the lessons aren't on the mountain, but in the valleys. (laughs) That's funny since I'm talking to you from the mountain. But sometimes the lessons are not in the high point, but in our low points. Finally, we'll end by hearing some great news about Donnie and her wonderful twist on New Year's resolutions. So stay tuned while we ring in the new year by listening to Josh, and then we'll find out what will I let go of today. But I'm letting go, I'm letting go, it's a
Happy New Year, Josh. I'm so glad that I get a chance to listen to your wonderful song, I'm Letting Go. It's been so inspirational for me throughout this whole show process. I just can't describe it. And today, I really am sitting here at the next Upper Zen Spot wondering, what should I let go of today? Because I definitely feel that there's something bubbling up inside of me that needs to be let go. But what is it? So I let myself meditate on that. Letting go. Letting go. What shall it be? And the word that comes up for me is distrust. That's right, the opposite of trust. Now, why do you suppose, brave companions, that I have such an issue with distrust? And I think it stems back to when I was growing up, in my family, kind of rugged individualism to the max was what was valued. And I think maybe as part of our culture in the late 50s, early 60s, that was kind of true. And anyway, if I had a problem, even as a little girl, it was really valued that I took care of it, right? And if I had to go bug my folks to kind of make it quick and simple and let it quickly be checked off the list. And I saw that also when I was growing up as a student, when I told you before, I would help out teachers. I would help other kids with their work and so forth. There just really wasn't a lot of people that were stepping up to help me, Lori. And I kind of internalized that I should not bother people with my problems. It's up to me whether I'm experienced in that or not, whatever it was, right? Even if maybe I wasn't the best person to help solve a particular problem, maybe that's not my expertise, I would still jump in with both feet and do my utmost to not only solve my own problem, but kind of keep my problems quiet. Because the feedback I'd get is if you're talking about your problems, you're whining, you're attention hogging, you're needy, it's not good. Right? Does this all sound familiar to you, brave companions? So I built up a great big wall of distrust for anyone, for anybody who might step forward to help me or quote unquote pretend to help me or care about me. Now, as you know, not every single person who comes into my life and probably who came into my life was actually pretending to care or trying to pull the rug out from under me emotionally or anything like that. But the problem is enough of those type of individuals or from my behavior and my outlook, I would attract that type of individuals or those kind of people or who or were who would feel familiar to me, right? I had enough of those experiences with quote unquote good friends who kind of screwed me over and even in some extent my family had their share like all families would, but I really zeroed in and paid attention to those times where I was left to kind of take care of things myself and fall on my face and too bad. And then if that caused a bigger problem to hear things like, well, you did that to yourself, right? So that means not only did I not trust other people to be willing to step up and help me with my issues, whatever they might be, but because so often I was trying to solve my own problems without sharing them with people who might have the true expertise, I learned not to trust myself. That's right. I realized that I don't trust myself to know the difference between a friend who's going to be there and a friend who's pretending because they want something from me or, you know, some job opportunity that really will make use of my skills and talents 
or a job opportunity that's just trying to throw a body into something or is going to work me to death or, you know, whatever. Though being retired, I don't need to worry about that quite as much as I did in my career path. But it's exhausting, Brave Companions, to go through life always one eye over your shoulder, wondering how are you going to get screwed over? And when people are proposing some kindness for you and offering to do something nice for you, always holding back and always wondering, okay, what's in it for them? What do they really want? It can't possibly be possible that they have my own good interests at heart. They've got to be out for themselves. That's the way of the world. And sadly, I think in our society today, that is kind of the way of the world. We're all kind of, you know, between taking our selfies of ourselves, of posting our good things, of focusing on our things, we are kind of self-promoters these days. But it's not all that way, right? It's not all that way. And you brave companions are a huge example of that for me. Because as I'll talk about later when I get into my binge post, you know, one of the themes that I realized was resonating for me and what was under my latest tangle with the robot aliens was my feeling that woe is me, I'm alone in the world, nobody loves me, nobody cares about me, nobody cares at all. Not for real. That nobody cares feeling. Now Donnie was quick to point out, and you will hear it later, that of course I care, Lori. Don't you say you care about us? We believe you. Why don't you believe us? We care. Now, rationally, I can look back over this last almost year of Compulsive Overeating Diary, and I have lots and lots of proof from phone calls, from emails, from comments, where you tell me, we care about you. We want the best for you. We celebrate with you. We support you when you stumble. So this isn't a rational feeling. And I think you'll find as you dig deep inside of any kind of compulsive behavior, it's not rational. You don't say to yourself, oh, this doesn't make rational sense. Okay, problem solved. I'm not going to have that. No, this is subconscious. This is stuff that's down below your rational awareness. And sometimes it takes quite a bit of digging to actually get down to the roots of it. So what I'm going to say is that's kind of was below another layer, a little bit further down than my other explorations into my binge eating behavior have been, is that I don't trust that people are out there who support me, and I don't trust that I'm there to support myself. So that is all, all, that is little, little Lori, little baby Lori, who grew up having this wrong-headed idea that became part of my grown-up DNA and my lifetime DNA, that I have this feeling inside. Now, this feeling is no longer accurate, if it was ever accurate. It may have just been how teeny tiny Lori interpreted the world from one set of circumstances. I don't know. All I know is this feels very familiar for me to distrust everybody and myself. But since I now, I feel, am a little more dispassionate and a little more rational and can look at the world through new eyes, I can perceive that Donnie and Stephanie from Quebec and many, 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 many of you have stepped up to support me through this show. 
Mark, my husband, has proven over and over again that he has stepped up to support me by both being on the show, like that time when he ran out immediately to buy a new computer so I could continue this show, by his willingness to take some of our household budget for me to pursue my voice acting dream. Mark has proven that he is supportive of me. My family over the years have done different actions to prove that they were supporting me in one instance or another. There have been friends who have supported me in what I'm trying to do. My fake son Steve is one of them who took time out to wish everybody happy Hanukkah for a holiday show. Okay, he didn't have to do that. He's a young man with plenty on his plate. He doesn't need to take time out to call my show in order for me to put that in. But he did. That is support. So brave companions, I see there are rational instances of support. I also see that there have been instances where I have done really well for myself this year, where I have forgiven myself, where I've not been critical of myself, where I've made wise choices about when to eat or not to eat, when I've allowed myself to experience life in a new way. My birthday is a great example. I had a wonderful 55th birthday in Las Vegas with my friends, and I trusted myself to eat just enough and not to gain a bunch of weight, going crazy. And you know what happened? I didn't gain a bunch of weight by going crazy. I enjoyed myself. So now has come time for me to let go of this automatic distrust. Just like I said last time, I need to let go of automatically being devastated by every little thing that happens to me. I have to let go of having distrust, having that wall be the first thing that I do when a situation crosses my path. I have to learn to allow people into my life allow that they mean it when they say they care. Now, I'm not saying to be naive and to think, oh, every single person is full of rainbows, unicorns, and flowers coming out of their rear end. No, that's not true. But, you know, if you learn to trust yourself, to pay attention, there are cues. And even if you make a mistake and you think, oh, this person's trustworthy or this situation's trustworthy, and then you kind of get that inkling later on, hey, that was a mistake. Guess what? You can put the brakes on right then. We all have that wall of distrust and pulling back and changing your situation. So I think part of authenticity, part of being vulnerable, part of being alive in this world and being open to new experiences, new people, and to allow all of the joy to flood in as well as our pain is to let go of that wall of distrust or at least put a little peephole in it, you know, if that's all you can do. You guys have done that in spades every time you call the Bravery Hotline or you post a comment or you let me tell your story. You are trusting me and you are trusting the other brave companions to have your back with your truth. And for me, I'm very, very proud of that. And then we're moving into the new year, trusting each other and being a good, safe place. Okay, 
okay, now that you've learned to trust me, you have to trust me that this is going to be a very short thank you segment, but it's really important. First of all, a great big smooch, and thanks to my very first Canadian Amazon shopper. That's right, someone from Canada actually purchased something through my Canadian Amazon link. That's really exciting. You know, I was starting to wonder, like, maybe I should take down this Canadian Amazon link. Either my Canadian listeners don't do a lot of Amazon shopping or whatever, but I'm encouraged today that my first one came forward and so I'm going to leave it up. And also thank you so much UK shoppers. You really have been hitting that link more than usual, not only through the holiday season, but in the new year I see some orders from the UK there. And the same with you USA shoppers. And Brave Companions, if you are an Amazon shopper, if you'll take the moment to come through my shop Amazon link for your country, you can buy whatever you were going to buy. It won't cost one cent more, and that money goes to help support this show. So thank you so much. The other way that you can financially support this show at the moment is if you want to become one of the Coffee Clatch. Now, Coffee Clatchers are just people who actually donate to me <laughs> through PayPal by buying me cups of coffee. And I got to give a great big smooch and thank you to the second Coffee Clatcher for giving a very generous one-time gift for Christmas. And also, I want to especially thank this person for their wonderful note they wrote both to me and to Mark that accompanied this wonderful gift. Sarah Nicole Hupp is a lovely young lady from Ohio and we follow each other on Instagram. She's been kind enough to comment on some of my photos, especially the adventure ones, like where Mark and I went to Solvang on our hashtag Christmas in California, because one of her dreams and goals is to take a trip through California. This led to some back and forth, and then I noticed Sarah Nicole's blog link in her profile, and I went to check it out. It's called Freedom from the Noise, and it is very touching, thought-provoking, real journey of a young lady who has had society's perfect body and found it not worth the cost. Her faith is the cornerstone of her life, and it shows in her writing. But whatever your spiritual belief, Sarah Nicole is a refreshing new voice in the blogosphere and well worth checking out. Here's just a snippet of what she's written. This year has been a journey of health and healing for me physically, mentally, and spiritually. If you would have asked me a year and a half ago, I would have told you I was in the best shape of my life. Yes, I matched society's definition of a healthy lifestyle. I cut out breads and pastas, said no to the chocolate cake, ran six miles a day, and even ordered the skinny vanilla latte from Starbucks instead of the cookie crumble frap. But I was also underweight, constantly starving, over-exercising, and obsessing over nutrition labels. I didn't enjoy life. I lost my joy and zeal, and I had no peace of mind. In fact, I was in the worst shape of my life. Weight loss commercials and fitness magazines promise that once you are fit, you will love yourself. You will be happy, enter a hopping new career because of your sudden surge of self-confidence, and land a hot date because you are now beautiful or buff. By the way, you can attain all of that without weight loss. Let me promise you from experience that just because you lose weight or become fit, a magical fairy creature does not come and sprinkle love yourself and peace of mind, sparkly dust over your head. Being at peace, having joy, loving yourself doesn't start from the outside and work its way in. It starts on the inside and works its way out. 
Sarah Nicole then goes on to list seven practices she's adopted to have a more fulfilling life. Well, well, well worth taking the time to read these. Sarah Nicole, I've added a few of your practices to my list of things I'm going to attain to this year. Sarah Nicole is also a great person to follow on Instagram, and this is her account name, Sarah with an H, Nicole Hup, H-U with two P's. And I'll add links to both her Instagram account and her blog, Freedom From The Noise, on today's show notes, day 97. Please take the time to go encourage her, as she is a gifted writer and a thoroughly lovely young lady, inside and out. Ta-da! Now it's time for some tales from Facebook. New Brave Companion Mary from Facebook writes on the Compulsive Overeating Diary page in late December. Hi, Lori. I just discovered your podcast and have been listening for the last two days. I went back to number one and went from there. I really love your honesty and how you describe the feelings really well. It's so hard for me to explain to other people what it is like. To them, it doesn't make any sense, but you make sense of it, so thank you. And my answer, hi, Mary, I'm so glad you found the show. Please feel free to stop by my blog, too, if you'd like support or say hello to the other brave companions. That's what we ended up calling each other. I was so surprised by the many people who feel as I do and can relate to it. It has made a huge difference in my life, and I hope the companionship around this issue will be of help to you, too. And I know that Mary is up to at least episode 26 and has been kind enough to leave a five-star review on iTunes for Compulsive Overeating Diary. Thanks so much, Mary. I'll talk more about that on the day I get my worldwide iTunes review report, and that happens monthly. So brave companions, please call the Bravery Hotline or post a welcome on day 97 for new brave companion, Mary. Also on Facebook, our wonderful Suze, who's been laid up lately with the flu, writes... I'm listening to all the podcasts again. Guess I'll have to print out a second copy of the binge listener certificate when I'm done. Ha ha ha. But it's getting me through the cold days. I asked her if she wasn't bored since she knew all that would happen. But she says, I'm still getting a lot out of it. I knew even going through the first time that I wanted to revisit many of the podcasts. And the certificate that Suze is talking about, you can find it on the Who Are the Brave Companions page. And it's a certificate you can fill out if you started with episode one and get all the way through to the end, just to have a way to celebrate. But then also on Facebook, a listener who I won't say their name asks, Hi, hi, just a question. Can you tell me how this came about being diagnosed with compulsive overeating? I'm curious because I'm a bit worried about my eating habits. And my answer is, While compulsive overeating isn't classified formally as a disorder, it tends to be when you eat your feelings. You turn to food when you aren't hungry or celebrating or have something delicious, the times those without disordered food thoughts might eat. And as a separate reply, I posted a good link from the Mayo Clinic to help you think if you have binge eating disorder. Though it's not for compulsive eating, many of these traits overlap. And Break Companions, I'll post that link to the Mayo Clinic as today's resource of the day in case you'd like to check it out too. And as a side note, I'm really happy to answer any questions with my opinion, but do remember I'm just a fellow traveler and not a doctor, psychologist, nutritionist, or other expert in eating disorders like Dr. Nina. And I strongly recommend professional help if you think you might have an eating disorder. I did by going into therapy along with my practice of intuitive eating, and I could not be happier that I took that leap to get professional support.
The international representation of the Brave Companions is one of my favorite things about doing the show. For example, this morning as I was prepping the show, I noticed I had an unusual rush of visitors to CompulsiveOverEatingDiary.com. I looked into my stats further and saw, for the first time, these visitors were flooding over from Belgium. Now, I don't know if the blog link is being featured somewhere in Belgium or if a Belgian person is just checking out most of the site, but welcomen, and I'm so glad you found us. I was also thrilled to hear from new Brave Companion Stacy from Israel, who posted on Day 95, our holiday extravaganza and concert. Stacy from Israel writes, Hi, Lori. Just wanted to thank you for your wonderful podcast and to let you know that I listened to this particular episode on the eighth day of Hanukkah, walking down the street in Jerusalem. Very surreal to be enjoying the Marine Choir while surrounded by Hasidim. I've been listening to your show ever since Alan featured you on his. Slowly catching up, I like that you allow us to be active observers slash participants in your journey. It is authentic in a different kind of way than listening to a podcaster who has already completed that part of the journey and wants to pass on lessons learned the hard way. Thanks for sharing your process. I'm barely on the computer or online these days, but I do listen to podcasts all day long while I take care of the house and family. Hope to really write you one of these days. You are on my to-do list. Love from Israel. I wrote back, Welcome, Stacy. I am so excited to hear from you. I have seen in my stats that people in Israel download episodes of the show, but until, no, but until now have not heard from anyone there. I immediately texted my fake son, Steve, and let him know. He went there last year on vacation and enjoyed exploring there very much. I'm glad you enjoy the format of the show and blog as well. I think you have hit on what makes our work here unique. We are going through it together, and we are taking various paths to build better authentic relationships with food, our bodies, ourselves, and with others. It is the global mix of people and ideas that is very exciting. For me, it is strange to think that my photos and tales of my life in Southern California would seem exotic to others. But I love to see and hear about all of the places in the world the brave companions live and visit. It really is fun to see that while we are all so different, we have emotional threads in common and can support each other. I relate to your listening to podcasts while taking care of the home. I do that too when I'm actually taking care of my home. <laughs> and I look forward to when you have the chance to take a breather and write some more of your own thoughts and experiences. Welcome again. XOXOXOXO. My fake son Steve was quite excited to hear about Stacy and wrote me, that's very cool. I should be your new Jewish community outreach manager. Oh, son, 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 I so appreciate you. By the way, brave companion, Steve is slender, works out, is not an emotional eater, and yet listens from time to time just because he enjoys the show. Guess he misses hearing his fake mama ramble at the job I retired from and where he is still employed. Also on the topic of the holiday show, I went to my singing lesson yesterday, and my teacher complimented my singing of Winter Wonderland. Yay! She also asked me to tell Suze that her piano playing was fantastic, and that she was very talented, and that she was also impressed with Fiona's songwriting ability. Other comments on the holiday show were compliments on my singing from Suze and Fiona, and a wrap-up by Stephanie from Quebec. Stephanie says, lots to say. Merry Christmas to the BCs. Thanks for being in my life in 2014. I am happy to have met you all. Wonderful, joyful episode with beautiful voices. Fiona, Suze, yours, and Mark has a beautiful, deep radio voice too. Happy face. 
It's so nice to hear you recap your year and think about all the progress you have made. I admire the way you face the holidays with calmness. For my part, all the anxiety about Christmas overeating has completely disappeared the day I decided that I would be on a diet at Christmas. I am so proud and happy that you are in the IE zone, I like that name, and aim for that too. But I am just not there. I wish I was. I can stay within my IE zone and do really well as long as there is no social gatherings or continuous temptations. I'm not strong enough to deal with moderation in those specific contexts. It's a little like people that are alcohol abstinent versus moderators. For now, for Christmas parties, it is best for me to not sabotage my hard work. I am very happy I made this decision and feel no frustration about it. Actually, I feel relief. Haha, <laughs> when she said, yeah. I asked her, um, Stephanie did Jingle Bells in French, and at the end she had kind of a yee-haw, like we would have in a Western song, and I asked, was that usual? And she says here, yee-haw was my addition to Jingle Bells laughing out loud. I am happy you liked it. It's funny now uh, to realize that my breathing is very heavy in my recordings. I'm not judging myself in an, oh no, I hate my voice way, because it is what it is, but in a very objective way. I can hear how I inhale loudly a ton of air and it's very obvious. My first thought to myself was this was probably a vestige from being 300 pounds when breathing was more strenuous and I have not shed this unconscious habit. Strange and interesting. There must be some tricks within this community of singers. Stephanie XX and I said, thanks Monami. It is hard for everyone to hear his or her voice recorded because it sounds so different than what is buzzing in our heads. But it doesn't sound strange to others. As to the breathing, that is learning where to speak distance-wise from the mic. You can experiment. I tend to over-project, talk too loudly for the mic, and so I have to learn to soften the amount of air I release in the studio. But don't be put off by these ideas, BCs. I hope that part of your New Year's resolution is to be brave like Sue from the UK was last show and add your voice to the program. You can call the Bravery Hotline, use SpeakPipe to record from your iPhone or any computer that has a microphone, or record your voice any way you can and email it to me. Thanks, Donnie, by the way, for sending me your voice to put in our new Brave Companion song that Fiona and I are working on. And I'm going to ask the rest of you to send me that too. All you need to do is record your name, where you're from, and why you're brave. Example, I'm Lori from the USA, and I'm brave for getting a drama coach to help me with my voice acting. Or, I'm Sue from the UK, and I'm brave for sending a voice message to the show. Or, I'm Stephanie from Quebec, and I'm brave for starting a motivational Instagram page, and so on. So please, brave companions, take a moment, be brave, record your name, where you're from, and a way that you're brave, and send it to us so Fiona and I can keep working on our Brave Companions song. Okay, now that I've gone through my international report, I want to share with you now a little bit about what I figured out triggered me to write a blog post the other day called Feeling Fat and Other Binge Triggers. But before I go on with my story, I want to stress that I don't want you, brave companions, to change anything about your path or what you are doing to help yourself. If weight loss is your active goal and that is right for you, be proud of what you are doing to help yourself. Be glad you have found your way. Remember, my reactions are not your business. My reactions are my stuff to work out and vice versa. And one reason that I wrote the blog post is because, as I said earlier in the show, 
I had a whopping big visit from the robot aliens, and I don't mean a little hello, have some tea and toast visit. I mean a full-on beam into my body, thrust your robot arms into my sleeve, go to the cupboard and put every bit of sugar, carb, or anything else. I don't think, I think it was an equal opportunity binge. But I was just binging and binging and binging in a way that I haven't done for so many months. I can't even remember the last time I did this. I don't even know if I've had a binge this big since I started the show seriously. And as you can imagine, that didn't make me feel too good about myself to be binging like a fiend in this way and having to tell you the brave companions that, you know, I've been on a regular binge fest. <laughs> and what's worse is I had that terrible out of control feeling. It wasn't like I was sitting aside at the time of the binge and noticing wow, I'm having this stress, or oh, I was triggered by this food, or this feeling of deprivation came prior, and that's why I'm binging. Oh, well, I'm going to keep binging. It wasn't that. It was literally, what the F? What am I doing? How come I'm behaving this way? And I felt like I was a butterfly pinned to a board while still alive, and I was flapping my wings as my life force just slowly, slowly left the world. I really could not figure out one bit why I was having such an event in my life at this particular time, especially since earlier in the day I had done all that I could to get over my sense of feeling fat from the holidays, to get over any sense of deprivation I'd had by changing a little bit how I'd been eating due to my blood work, things like this. Now in my surface mind, I was really feeling quite good, okay? My surface mind was feeling like, yay for me, I've got this under control, everything's hunky-dory, how wonderful. But then come the robot aliens. And as I've said before, robot aliens really aren't here to pin me to the wall as a butterfly, but more as messengers from my subconscious to say, hey Lori, listen up. There's a problem in paradise right now. Something's going on with you and you better take a look at it. So that's what I did, is I decided to write my blog post and also look for support in other places. One of the places I feel in tune with my eating path is Dr. Nina's secret Facebook group that she has for Win the Diet War. Dr. Nina posts resources there and often answers you herself. And this is what I wrote. I've been having success with intuitive eating for about nine months now, but robot aliens came to call last night, and I'm disappointed in my open-armed greeting of them. Robot aliens are how I refer to my binge behavior. But today's a new day. I'm letting my poor, overfull tummy settle down, and my husband and I will go on an easy river bike ride, which will make me feel better. I'm glad I'm not heading back to exercise bulimia and calorie restriction to, quote, make up for it, unquote. Those things might impact the body fat, but not in a healthy way. I'm choosing to instead feel my emotional self is signaling for help with this binge. My poor body, who didn't ask for this amount of food, is paying the price. So I'm trying to be especially gentle with body today, not deny it. I'll feed it what it wants, when it wants to eat again. I'll let it rest, and I'll let it enjoy some gentle exercise that feels good. At the same time, I'm taking my emotional self out to metaphorical tea and trying to find out what it needs. Thanks, Dr. Nina, for providing this forum to help us work out these feelings and experiences. And Dr. Nina's reply, I appreciate the kind, respectful, and supportive stance you're taking with yourself, your body self. 
there's a great quote that goes something along the lines of, if you talk to your friends the way you talk to your body, you'd have no friends left. And when you talk to your body the way you talk to your friends, you feel better and are less likely to use food to numb, distract, comfort, or punish yourself. And thank you, Lori, for your openness, both on your podcast and in this group. As an aside, I was very appreciative of Dr. Nina mentioning the podcast as I don't promote it in her group. I'm very much just another member there. Then I wrote on Dr. Nina's group after I published the blog rant I was telling you about on CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com. It was interesting, and I wrote a blog post yesterday to help me figure it all out. A big part of the binge was my subconscious sadness and familiar feeling of being, quote, left out as my friends and some of my listeners are back on the January diet train. I'm used to starting over every January, too, and comparing notes, etc. The photos of scale number victories and excitement over pounds lost triggered me to feel like I wasn't part of the crowd. Well, I'm not. Even though I know I've put on a few pounds over the holidays, I'm sticking with intuitive eating and therapy and could not be happier. I got over the shame of the binge so quickly and already my body feels back to normal hunger-wise. A nice bike ride yesterday was fun and I feel good today. So I guess it's all part of the process of untangling the roots, as you say. I did some emotional gardening. Then Dr. Nina replied again. It sounds as if you're getting to those proverbial roots even though it's difficult and painful and it can be so much easier to focus on the pounds than the pain. Good for you. You may not be part of that crowd in terms of focusing on the scale, but you are definitely part of this crowd. And I got to tell you, brave companions, that made me feel so much better. Dr. Nina's right. I definitely am part of that crowd as well as the crowd at intuitiveeating.org. That's kind of the intuitive eaters hang out there. But Dr. Nina is really all about the emotions as the focus. And I would say that Dr. Nina's group is probably the closest to what I'm doing myself. So it's great to find a tribe. Just like you found us here, Brave Companions, it really feels good. And if Dr. Nina's approach sounds right to you, you can contact her at winthedietwar.com and ask to be added to her group. And you can also find her podcast, her videos, and other resources there. I'm not going to read you that blog post word for word or even a snippet of my blog post. If you want to read it, go to compulsiveovereatingdiary.com and you'll find the link to it in today's show notes. But I do want to read some snippets of the support that you, the Brave Companions, gave me on this post all about my binge. First up, Sue from the UK. Big hugs, my friend. It won't help one iota to remind you that your amazing body can take you on long mountain walks and tackle arduous bike rides but I will, smiley face. Sometimes we just need to have that hissy fit and get those feelings expressed. Go on, we will be here for you as you rant it out of your system. Donnie says, thank you for this, Lori, laughing out loud. I know you were not laughing when you wrote this, but I really have to thank you for the giggle. I love so much how you put things into words. It really is making me laugh out loud. Again, like I said, I know there's nothing funny about the way that you are feeling, and I'm really sorry about that and I send you a great big girlfriend hug. I've been there many, many, many times, more times than I care to admit, but I also know that you are a very strong woman, very strong-willed. I do know that you are stubborn at all costs, laughing out loud, meaning that you will get through this if for no other reason to spite your own stubbornness. Thank you for sharing this, and thank you for being so raw and vulnerable to us. We're all here together. It's funny that you feel like no one cares because I really, really do care. Isn't that what you say to us? And we believe in you. 
So it's time for you to believe in me. I really do care about you, Lori, and I send a heartfelt hug to you at this time. Cheryl says, you know, it occurred to me as I read your post that almost the first thing we have to do when we're trying to change the way we eat, the way we look, the way we feel is to get over that feeling fat mentality. The strange truth is no matter how many pounds we lose, most of us, even at our ideal weight, still feel fat. I wonder if it's just a matter of teaching ourselves to tune out, to beware our inner critic, etc., till we can get to the point where we just say, yeah, so what? I've been working on that for a bit now. Self-talk is so hard for me. Then Fiona says, I agree with Cheryl. Even at our skinniest, we can still have fat days. I've been feeling the same way, longing to go on a quick fix diet to get the weight off and get back to feeling okay about my size, while telling myself, no, you're intuitive eating now. It's been really hard. Finally, Jenny sums it up in a nutshell. Happy New Year, Lori. Progress, 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 not perfection. 2015 will be a wonderful year. Enjoy it. And to wrap up our first show of 2015, Brave Companions, I want to read you a couple of letters that Donnie sent me. The first one has really good news for her. She says, Oh me, oh my, Miss Lori and fellow BCs, today I beam with pride and happiness, a bit bittersweet but victorious. I put in my resignation at my job of 11 years to embark on a new, to embark on a new adventurous journey. I finally got offered a job. It pays well. It's exciting. I got a dollar raise between the interview and the actual job offer too, laughing out loud. That pay is a $3 increase to start over what I make after 11 years. Yes, it's Monday through Friday, but a bit messy schedule though. I learned yesterday there may be a mid-shift soon and or an AM shift, but it starts here to get there. All deal. I got to get my foot in there to start to show my worth. Couple that greatness with that for the second week in a row, I've shown great loss on the scale. I am beaming. I think there's something to this for me. I guess I need to keep doing the Donnie hybrid plan. It's working. Well, Donnie, congratulations both on figuring out your own eating plan and what works for you and hooray for getting an exciting new job that pays you more because you definitely are gonna bring the greatness to that job. And finally, Donnie wrote me yesterday with this really cool idea. It's a great idea for New Year's resolutions. I thought I'd share. Regarding all the hoopla and hype around New Year's and resolutions, no resolutions for me, but the word is opportunities. I gave up resolution making a while ago, and last year I was inspired by a blogger to instead come up with a word, just a word to live by, honor and fulfill. And last year it was fulfilling, or the like of that word. After reading a blog I follow, I was inspired by a cartoon one cat says, I wonder what the new year will bring. And the other cat says, 365 opportunities. Yes, that's the word, opportunities. 2015, opportunities, here I come. And this is a perfect fit, Donnie, because I've been thinking about that too. New Year's resolutions can bum us out when we don't approach them, but I think to have a theme word for your year is fantastic. There's no failing there. You can just try to come up with your theme. And for me, Brave Companions, I don't think it'll be any surprise. My theme for 2015 is bravery. I'm gonna to continue to try to be brave in all that I do for myself and for others, to be emotionally authentic, to take the brave path, and to think to myself, what would be the brave choice here? So Brave Companions, 
What is the word for you? What will be your theme word for 2015? Please let us know on day 97 of CompulsiveOverreadingDiary.com or call the Bravery Hotline or any of the other way that you can tell us what word is your theme for 2015. So it's time, brave companions, for me to head on down the mountain and back into my day. Thanks for spending this time with me here at the next to Upper Zen place on the mountain on the 7th of January in 2015. Until next show, take care, because like Donnie says, I really, 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 really care. I'm a slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. I've been waiting on a free ride, ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. And there I'll sit, I'll admit that I was only just a guest inside my skin.